0: Today's scripture reading comes from Ephesians 2, 14 through 18. The Messiah has made things up between us so that we're now together on this, both non-Jewish outsiders and Jewish insiders. He tore down the wall we used to keep each other at a distance. He repealed the law code that had become so clogged with fine print footnotes that it hindered more than it helped. Then he started over. Instead of continuing with two groups of people, separated by centuries of animosity and suspicion, he created a new kind of human being, a fresh start for everybody. Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace, and that was the end of the hostility. Christ came and preached peace to you outsiders and peace to us insiders. He treated us as equals and so made us equals. Through him we both shared the same spirit have equal access to the Father, the word of the Lord.
1: Well, good morning. Buenos días. As my as my grandpa would tell me. Buen dia. It's really a privilege for me to be here with you all this morning. Um, as Estevan mentioned, I am the Associate Director with International Ministries, and although that's like a really like long, sort of full in your mouth title, what it really means is that I have this awesome privilege to journey with you, to walk with you, to pray with you, and then I especially have this even greater privilege of walking into and sharing ministry and service experiences with you, specifically cross-cultural experiences. It's really a beautiful gift, one that I actually never imagined that God would call me into. And so I'm really, really happy and thankful to be here with you all this morning. Today I wanna share a little bit about my life, um, my faith journey, uh, the ways that God has been shaping, molding, chipping, stretching, um, and guiding me into spaces and places that I really never imagined and um, and before um, I get into all of that, I think that there's some important things for us to kind of like lay down the rules or ground rules, sort of, and not really rules, but sort of just say, this is the truth. When we share stories, we um, enter into spaces of vulnerability, spaces that are sacred to us. And in all of that, it can feel a little, a little loaded. And so today, as I share my story with you, I want to begin by saying to you that I don't have my life together. And on my own, I can't get it together. I need God's grace. We need God's grace. And we need each other. You know, I was born um, and raised in Oklahoma where sweet tea, chicken fried steak, yes, yes. anybody here? Okay, (laughs) only my one student that I know from Arkansas. (laughs) But chicken fried steak. It's a real thing, people. And everything barbecue flavor is in abundance. Yes, this is Oklahoma. You know, but in my home, it was a little bit different. Our table um, had fuse, fusions of sorts. Um, when my mom would set up the table, it was, well... I I should just go ahead and say it. So I'm I'm not as big of of a foodie as Esteban, but I love food, okay? And so you'll hear that as as I kind of walk through this. So in my home, it was a little bit different. You know, My mom would uh, ask us to help her set the table and and there would be tortillas and my mom's amazing salsa, which I've tried to replicate, but it does not happen at all. It just, just doesn't taste the same my mom's delicious beans. And then ever so often, she would, these staple things would be on the table and then she would weave in like spaghetti. And so like, I'm like, what? And so she'd be like, okay, tortillas, beans, salsa, spaghetti. Okay, tortillas, beans, salsa, lasagna. And I'm like, what is going on? And then ever so often, she would do it again and it was just like this weaving of sorts and i know that um oh oh and i have to say this you know and there was always ranch dressing um cuz that also is like a staple thing for us um down south whatever that means um and so foods um might not mean anything to you but they represent a lot about me. They represent my Mexican heritage and they represent my U.S. culture and my, my heritage of being born here. And this slowly fusing and blending and layering of things says a lot about me, it says a lot about who I am and about the way that God has created me. So I think it's also important for us to, to or for me to tell you, that my family is blended of sorts. So my parents found each other. I think there's a picture of them. Those are my parents. Um, So if you can leave that up there. This actually is my favorite picture of my parents. It actually was taken in 2015. Um, And this is a story all of its own, but this is actually um, a picture of my parents kind of Uh, recommitting themselves um, to each other and to our family. And that was a really special moment. And if you want to ask me about it later, I'm happy to share about it. But this is one of my most favorite pictures of them. And so going back, so my family is a little bit blended. My parents found each other. And when they found each other, they each had children from their previous relationships. Both of my parents were born in Mexico. And my siblings that come from each of my parents were born and raised, partially raised, there as well. But my youngest sister and I, there's a picture of my youngest sister and I, that's us. I'm the, I'm the one in the blue. I really like the color blue. So as you can tell, different shades of blue. <laughs> and it was really cold because, you know, it's Oklahoma, so my sister's in her snowsuit. Um, and so my youngest sister and I were born and raised in Oklahoma, and to this fused, blended family of sorts, fused and blended culturally, and also just just family-wise. We were just coming together. For a long time, to be honest with you, I really didn't care much for this word, blended. Um, It just sounded and felt sort of like chaotic and like, I don't know, it just just didn't feel right. But then as slowly as as God started revealing things to me about myself and and guiding me into different spaces, I learned to appreciate and even love the word. Blended doesn't mean diluted or diluted. Thank you, whoever corrected me. Dr. Wood, of course. (laughs) So. (laughs) So it doesn't mean that, right? English, guys, English is on my forte, okay? So bear with me. Blending is this like combining and embracing and mixing of things. And I like that kind of imagery, this embracing of different substances and coming together, right? And so things crossing over into each other, think of it as like one of those paintings, I'm not, I'm no artist by any means, but those paintings that have like one color here and then one color there and then all of a sudden these colors are mixing together and then it produces this other beautiful color that you were like, wow, I didn't even know that shade existed. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, there's some fancy artwork for that and someone can tell me about it later. But that's the way that I started to think about all of these things. I started to sort of embrace this part of me. And let me tell you honestly that that was really hard. It was not easy. Because it's a constant, voluntary decision to step into. I have to consciously, intentionally, with God, enter into these spaces of my life. Because I think that when we look into our lives, into our stories, and we see all of these things going on, we sometimes, you know, it's just kind of easier to ignore. And just kind of easier to be like, ah, seems too complex, God, can we just put it on the shelf and then we'll come back to it later. Then I came to this place where I realized that to be able to enter into these spaces I needed God. I needed God to guide me and, and strengthen me. And I needed God's spirit to go before me and God's grace to, to strengthen me. And, and it made me realize that that not only do I need God's grace, but it made me realize that, that I needed other people to journey into these spaces with. I think Aaron had said a beautifully, uh, just a couple of minutes ago, you know, like, that we're part of God's bigger story, and that our stories are, the, although sometimes they feel super heavy and, and kind of like, <sighs> whatever that sigh means, you know, our stories are, are, are an opportunity for us to engage in them in ways that reveal who God is. When we begin to engage in in our story, in our spaces of our story that kind of feel too complex, all of a sudden when we enter those spaces with God, God uses those that entering into to reveal hope, to reveal peace, to reveal reconciliation, to reveal God's power, This summer, I, um, I moved to San Diego. I know, I know, I'm really excited to be here, except apparently I brought the, the like, rainy weather with me. But this summer I moved um, to San Diego. And of course, as a person from Oklahoma, I was so excited. I'm closer to the water, it's gonna be like palm trees and sun all the time, you know, living it up whatever that means. And I was just excited. I mean, I was leaving behind Tornado Alley, you know, like, if you, guys, if you guys only knew, every Saturday, every Saturday, I want you to understand, every Saturday, and you can ask, I think there's Caleb and there's Jacob who are from a university in Oklahoma, and they know what I'm talking about. But every Saturday at 12 o'clock, there's this huge siren that Just blares across the entire city. Don't be afraid. It's not a nuclear attack. It's just a tornado test. In case the tornado comes and you hear the siren, you're supposed to go find shelter. But on Saturdays, it's just a test. And so, all that to say, I was really excited to leave that, right? I was just so excited. I was like, yes, no more, none of that, and none of this. And I was coming to San Diego, and um, I was like, San Diego is going to be so much fun. It's going to be exciting. But moving to San Diego was really different for me. Let me tell you why. Um, The only sweet tea and fried chicken I have found has been (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And this is a serious problem for me. Okay, and I know some of you are like, but Lily, Chick-fil-A is life. Like, you know, the scanning and the coupon and all this jazz, you know, let me tell you, it's not the same as chicken fried steak. It's just not. But my Mexican food heart has just been in heaven. This is like just I mean, it's this is life. Overall, the move um, halfway across the country really didn't seem that loaded for me, um, because in my late 20s, yes, my late 20s, I am 32 years old, um, in my late 20s, after completing my time in seminary, I served as a missionary. I served as a missionary in South America for a little bit of over four years, Um, and And my responsibilities and my time there as a missionary really shaped me and helped me explore spaces of my story that I had not yet. And in a sort of kind of interesting, beautifully God-oriented way, prepared me for my time here. I have a picture. This is um, in Argentina. This is one of the churches there. This is actually taken um, on Christmas Day, um, we, it's really beautiful, we, we like met out on the corner of the street and then kind of like came, sort of a pilgrimage kind of type style, um, sang songs and then entered um, into the church and I just, it was so much fun. Um, But this specific community shaped me in ways that I now realize equipped me for being here. My time, somehow, God has used all of this and all of the stuff before that I shared to prepare me for this moment, my time here at Point Loma. And I'm not saying that, like, oh, God is, like, you know, puppet master, like, just doing his thing. Um, No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that God has a beautiful way of redeeming, restoring, um, guiding us into spaces and places in our story that um, we just thought somehow were not going to be much use. And then all of a sudden, God makes something really beautiful. Um, at this church, I um, I met this wonderful lady. Her name is Flavia, and. Um, she she is probably one of the most dynamic like people like okay does everyone here know Melissa Melissa Tucker okay think Melissa times like 10 and then and then like <laughs> and then on top of that like super musically inclined like she was like worship pastor at the church like just a wonderful person. I'm at the I'm at the church at, um, at Altos, and um, and one day she comes up up uh, up to me afterwards, and she says to me, um, Lily. So I kind of heard that like you play the keys, and like we really need someone, and I'm gonna really pray that you guys forget that part where like I play the keys because I really don't. Like I can hold two chords. You know what I'm saying? And so, <laughs> so I was like, she comes up to me afterwards and she starts talking to me about just inviting me into this, this, this part of the church. Um, and long story short, I realized at that moment that, that um, Flavia did something really beautiful that I didn't realize it until most recently. Um, she said to me, You want to come over to my house and we can have mate? And, um, and she's like, If not, we can just have mate. If you know anything about the Argentine culture, mate is like this little drink, uh, like a teacup of sorts. And, um, and when you invite someone to uh, have mate with you, it's an invitation to exchange life stories. And it's an invitation to enter into each other's spaces. And, and it's an intimate, like, sacred, intimate kind of space. Where as you're opening up, God is doing something in the midst of all of that. And, and I'm really thankful for, for Flavia's life because um, she really uh, molded me and, and, and helped me be a better listener. Um, she just really shaped me in ways that I still am at a loss for words for. And so, looking back, I'm really thankful for this time. Right? I'm really thankful for this time that we that I got to share there. Um, you know, part of my responsibilities in South America were not so specific just to just to Argentina. Actually, um, as a role, like I I would travel all over um, this, the entire continent of, of South America, and so I would be. Although I lived in Argentina and I also lived in Brazil and I lived in Paraguay, I would go constantly crossing into and out of uh, countries, going to Chile and then coming back and then going to Ecuador and going to Bolivia and Peru and, and, and all of these like crossing over and into spaces, sharing and exchanging stories with people, experiences, watching God's movement in ways that I had never imagined. And it began to enlarge my view of, of the way that God is and who God is. And um, I recently heard uh, someone say that, you know, the the entering and the crossing over of, 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 uh, of borders and, and of and of just like all of that crossing into and out to is is sort of like a a spiritual practice because when we're entering and going into and out of borders and spaces we're actually entering into stories um, that are sort of their wounds that reveal um, they reveal pain and they reveal hope and there's just so much there. And so looking back at my life, I'm really thankful because in some sort of way, um, God was preparing me. Although they were very big and large and extensive goings and comings and and crossing overs and into, sort of like what the scripture was telling us, like Christ coming into our space and being here with us and, and coming into this world. I was just moving into, again, And then all of a sudden, God calls me to San Diego. And I'm like, I'm, you know, God, what are you doing? I started to share my story with my parents, because my parents, as I told you, my parents are a huge part of my life. Um, And I started sharing with them about like, the whole complexity of what it would mean for me to be in this space. My parents actually, to be honest with you, were really nervous um, because my mom had grown up in um, Ciudad Juarez, which is another border city, so she had experienced border life in a way that really marked her and really changed her, and as I'm slowly exchanging with my mom and my dad about this is what I feel God is calling me into, and, and, and I know that this is they start opening up in ways that I never, I never really thought that I would hear. They started sharing their, um, their story, their story of migrating here, their story of, of all of that heaviness, all of that. And I, and I knew at that moment that I wanted to dive in deeper, that I wanted to. Um, journey with God into this space, into this blended area of who I was. And I, and I was scared, excited, scared because I had to confront things about my family that I hadn't yet confronted. But it's been a beautiful journey. And so, as, as you reflect on um, your time here in San Diego, whether you're from here or you're just in passing, I want to invite you um, to engage um, in other people's stories, to realize that when we share our stories together, something sacred happens, to come to the realization that when um, we um, take the time to sit down and listen, Um, our wounds uh, begin to not just open up, but heal in that exchange because in some sort of way, God is moving amongst and, and in us. And I say all of those things because I think that sharing stories is part of Christian community life. And that's what we are. So I say that because I hope that maybe I get to hear your story one day, just like you heard a little bit of mine this morning. I um, want to end this time um, praying for you. If you could bow your heads, God, we are um, just deeply, deeply thankful for your grace. We are thankful for the kind of God that you are, the kind of God that is active, moving, and weaving um, your grace and your love in our story in ways that sometimes um, are evident to us and sometimes it's not. But we're thankful because you are a God who is with us. A God who as scripture reminded us this morning, entered into our space to bring peace, to bring reconciliation. God, I ask that you may use us in the same way. God, use us as people who, when we hear stories and share stories and exchange life together and share life together, that we can be people um, that fill in and bridge Um, areas with hope and with love. God, we recognize that we need you and that we need each other. And thank you for the opportunity that we have to live in community with one another. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may go in peace and then Wyatt will come up and speak to the preview day students.